you, you mentioned net collection ratio a few minutes ago, yeah. and, and I, I thought you were going to uh, provide some other information on that. Yeah. Well, explain explain the concept. Yeah, explain that concept. Yeah, the, the, the most the most misunderstood, misused, abused term in in billing uh, anesthesia billing history. Uh, it, it, it's you know it it's what it's supposed to be is collections plus authorized adjustments divided mm-hmm. by charges. Okay. And there's there's a couple of catchwords in there. Uh, the w- one is uh, you notice I said authorized adjustments. Yeah. So yeah. defining authorized versus unauthorized is one of the issues. Um, the it, un- unauthorized means bad debt untimely filing, or anything else that is not a contractual-related adjustment. And a lot of companies can, 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 uh, can uh, make that ratio look like uh, a number of different things by, by, by defining authorized versus unauthorized in different ways. And so, again, it just points out the importance of getting together with the group and saying, okay, just laying it out. Here's what we consider authorized. Here's what we consider not authorized. Do you do you agree with that? Mm-hmm. And then if you do, let's look back historically of what all those things were and mm-hmm. and see what your historical net collections ratio was. Mm-hmm. The other thing I've seen, believe it or not, I, I've seen net collections ratio calculated by using collections that relate to the current period and charges that relate to the current period. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the problem with that, it's apples and oranges, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Be, be, because, but, but that's the way, and that's why a lot of, um, I've seen a lot of reports from a lot of very reputable companies that show net collections ratios in excess of 100%. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and some of them 130% I've seen. And, and you ask, well, how can that be? <laughs> well, the, 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 the reason is because you're using collections for a particular month and dividing it by charges that have nothing to do with those collections, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So that's yeah. the, the, those 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 are two of the things. Making sure that you do the calculation by data service, mm-hmm. making sure that you don't you should not perform it until a, a payment cycle has occurred. So if there's yeah. a three to five month payment cycle, that's when you should be looking back and doing the calculation based on data service because by that time everything that's going to be collected should have been collected. Uh-huh. And and if you do the calculation correctly, the inverse, there's no calc- there's no percentage worth its salt that <laughs> unless you can say something definitive about the inverse of it. Okay. Okay. About the inverse of it. And in 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 this net collections ratio, the inverse of it means that it's either still in accounts receivable or it was written off to unauthorized adjustments. Okay. It has to be if you do it if you do it by data service, it has to be one or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's very useful to know. Is is uh, is you know where if if my if I have a ninety four percent net collection ratio, of that other six percent, mm-hmm. how much of it did we write off, and how much of it is still in accounts receivable? And if it's still in accounts receivable over one hundred and eighty days. Mm-hmm. Then, then you know, what are the true chances? Is there a good reason for that, or is it just going to end up being a write-off? Mm-hmm. And 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 by the way, when you get when you get to the bad debt write-off area, mm-hmm. bad debt 
bad debt percentages, if they want, if you want to make them really useful, they should be calculated for each payer, each major payer separately. So, so it, you can you can calculate it separately for pure self-pay. Okay. That's primary primary payer is the patient. Okay. That's one calculation, but it should also be calculated separately for Blue Cross, Cigna, Aetna, United, whoever the other. It should be uh-huh. basically it should be calculated for each primary payer. Uh-huh. And when you do that, you see some really interesting things about that that leads you to some um, uh, uh, some some assumptions uh-huh. about uh-huh. the benefit plans that are being uh, offered. To, to the patients by by these payers, and they're things they're things that should affect your the rate that you're getting from those payers, uh, uh, but you aren't going to be able to use it to affect those rates if you don't have the information. Yeah, well, well, let me ask you a, a final question, Greg. In in my mm-hmm. practice, I often find that the that the top level problem for clients is that they don't know what the problem is, and so mm-hmm. it occurs to me that the same point can be stated a different way, and that's that anesthesia group leaders might not know the questions to ask when they're interviewing a prospective billing service. So from your perspective, what questions should an anesthesia group leader be asking of a potential billing service? Well, uh, the, 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 the first is to make, is to, is to look at the, their software systems and how those software systems are designed to ensure uh, that that collections are are maximized and mm-hmm. and they're, they're and and is it a proprietary uh, billing system or is it uh, or is it a package uh, of okay. course um, of course references are extremely important uh, how do you measure the performance um, how do you measure the performance of your uh, of your staff at all levels? Uh, how how do you how do you do that? Um, uh, there there you you wouldn't get into any billing company without going and visiting the processing headquarters, uh, just seeing what goes on there firsthand. Um, but, but I'll tell you, uh, Mark, that the, when all the smoke clears mm-hmm. and all the legal agreements are written mm-hmm. and and you've done all the visiting and all the reference calling and everything, it really comes down to having a comfort level with mm-hmm. the people you're dealing with as business partners. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, as an attorney, you know, there, there aren't enough words that you could ever write in an agreement <laughs> that, will cover, that will cover all circumstances. There's going to be things that come up, and, and, and you've got to look at these people and sit across the table from them and ask yourself, you know, when something comes up that isn't written in the agreement, do I have comfort that these people are going to do the right thing? Yeah. I mean, really. And then they're going to tell me things, even if they don't have to tell me, that they're mm-hmm. going to be up front with me, that they're going to, that they're, that, you know, that, that, that they're not going to try to keep anything, anything from me. Do I, do I have that comfort level with them? Because mm-hmm. uh, without that, all the other stuff is, uh, all the other stuff is just not that important. And, and, and you can ask their, you can ask some of their existing clients and some of the clients that left them, you know, that, that whether, whether they felt that way about them as business partners and more than anything else, that that's what Medac felt 
I mean, we 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 want to we want our clients to feel that that we are transparent, that we will deal with them with the highest level of integrity, no matter what, and and we and that is that is exactly what we do and how we build long term uh, relationships with, uh, with with our clients. Well, Greg, I want to thank you very, very much for, for sharing your knowledge. But let me ask you this. How can listeners contact you or MEDAC to obtain further information? Well, uh, they can contact me. Uh, my uh, email is just uh, gzinzer at MEDAC. Spell, spell your last name. Uh, Z-I-N as in Nancy, S as in Sam, E-R. Okay. At MEDAC, M-E-D-A-C dot com. Uh, or my office number is 858-633-2114. All right, Greg, thanks again. Uh, it was a, a, a very informative discussion. Uh, I appreciate your time very, very much. Uh, let's talk soon. Okay, thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me.